According to Wikipedia, Amazing Grace is a Christian hymn written by John Newton. He served in the Royal Navy, and after leaving the service, he became involved in the Atlantic slave trade. In 1748, a violent storm battered his vessel so severely that he called out to God for mercy. This moment marked his spiritual conversion, but he continued slave trading until almost 1755. He began studying Christian theology and was ordained in the Church of England in 1764. He wrote Amazing Grace to illustrate a sermon on New Year's Day in 1773. In the United States, Amazing Grace became a popular song with the message that forgiveness and redemption are possible regardless of sins committed and that the soul can be delivered from despair through the mercy of God. I have to confess that I had to reread that definition several times. I asked myself, Ooh, you mean he had a spiritual conversion during a storm when he thought he was going to die? And when he survived, he continued to benefit from the slave trade for almost seven years before becoming a minister? And my judgmental and self-righteous voice, of course, said, what? Well, that was not really a spiritual conversion at all, was it? He was still lost for about seven years. I can see where the amazing grace was in the middle of that storm and sparing his life, but where was the amazing grace for the seven years that he was involved in the slave trade? And where was the amazing grace for his cargo? Well, said my kinder voice, what about people who struggle with their demons for more than seven years? What about people, for example, who go in and out of rehab, who, when faced with their demons, lose the battle over and over again until one day, right? One day, grace manifests itself. And then we are delivered. So maybe, maybe there isn't a one amazing grace moment that cures everything, that washes everything clean once and for all, that redeems us and saves us only one time in our lives, for only one storm in our lifetime. Maybe, maybe the amazing thing about grace is that it comes unexpectedly, a ray of light saving us over and over again, teaching us to recognize love, not only in the eyes of a friend, but also and especially in the eyes, in the hands, in the hearts of a stranger as we learn the true meaning of love, the true meaning of freedom, the true meaning of justice, not all at once, 
but with our life experience, day by day, breath by breath, heartbeat by heartbeat, in connection with others. As humans who experience brokenness and engage in the work of making meaning of our brokenness. Our hymnal notes that when singing Amazing Grace, we have the option of changing the word wretch to soul. And knowing the many meanings of wretch, this morning, I choose not to change it because I want to stay with the meaning of wretch as someone who is profoundly unhappy or in great misfortune, because I want to stay with that notion, that invitation for all of us here right now to bring our broken hallelujahs. I want to remember a time when I experienced profound unhappiness or misfortune, I want all of us to remember that moment. What was our cry for help? Do you remember a time when you felt lost? Who or what helped you to find a way out of no way? Where did grace come from? I remember a time when I was struggling financially and I couldn't keep up with my student loans. I was a single mom with three part-time jobs and the sheriff came pounding at my door early one morning. I can still hear that so clearly today and my heart begins to raise when I remember that, just like that day. I was petrified to see two armed men come into my apartment shouting at me that they would garnish my wages, that they would take an inventory right there and then of all my furniture and all the things that they could take away. But mostly, I remember the shame that I felt at seeing my six-year-old frightened and looking up at me and without words asking me, Mommy, what's happening? In my panic, I called a friend and he called another friend and they called another friend until someone said yes. And I'll never forget receiving a check in the mail from someone I didn't know with a little note saying, the amount in the check is for the loan. This is a little extra to remind us that no matter how difficult life gets, how brokenhearted we are, we are not completely broke. There is more love. There is more grace. And there was a dime taped to that note. I la later on, I got to meet that woman when I became a chaplain in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I went to visit her. And when we embraced, I could feel a beautiful energy between us. I was so grateful 
But most of all, I was so grateful that my son, now an adult, got to witness that moment too. Whatever our definition of sin, redemption, and even God, all of us have experienced feeling brokenhearted. All of us have needed someone, something, and have called out a desperate cry for help, for mercy, for salvation right here on earth. All of us at one point or another have been in the storm, feeling broken, perhaps not knowing whether we would see the light of day again. In a storm of grief, in a storm of shame, in a storm of addiction, of abuse, of hopelessness, of childhood trauma, of loss upon loss, leaving us alone, drowning in a sea of our own tears. I'm thinking about Meyerling and how happy she is right now with her children being reunited with Alejandro. 18 months in an ICE detention cell. 18 months of separation, of uncertainty. So many tears, so much suffering, so many levels of grief for that family, for all the families who are in cages and separated, for this nation that is broken right now. So many levels of grief for the injustice at the hands of an immigration justice, immigration system that is completely unjust, meant to break the human spirit. I think about people who go into the jails to offer pastoral care, to accompany the lonely, to connect with those who feel disconnected from love, to remind them that they are not forgotten. I think about the generosity of spirit of this community in partnership with the Eaton UCC Church in caring for Meyerling and her children. How your kindness and your grace have sustained her and her family all these months, piercing the prison walls, sending your light and your love into a place filled with despair, transforming that despair into hope and joy. When you employed Meyerling to clean your home, to cook a meal, to work in your garden, when you brought a gift for her children, when you made a donation, when you offered transportation, when you risked sounding funny and trying to speak Spanish to her so she could feel included in the conversation, when you thought of her as a strong and loving mother, not as a burden, and looked at her with loving kindness, you embodied grace. You were part of the force that made it possible for her to survive the storm and for all of us to experience liberation from shame, from hopelessness. We learned in turn to love the stranger and with grace to transform that stranger into a friend, one of our own beloved community members. Let us treasure this opportunity we have been given by our Eaton UCC church partners to live into our UU values. 
Next Sunday, Meyerling, Alejandro, and their children will be with us here at Star King to share with us their joy and gratitude at being reunited. I hope you will be here to witness that, to celebrate their good news, which is also our good news. In these stormy and desperate times, when our nation is broken, we need good news. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. In her book, Wanting Wholeness, Being Broken, Marilyn Sewell says that therapy can help us understand our experience, help us become aware of patterns of behavior. We accept, we forgive, we let go, and give our energies to living now instead of in the past. We take responsibility for our own lives. Therapy is about accepting ourselves with all of our demons. And she writes, the real teacher is not therapy itself, but life experience. Our own experience in the real world. The active agent, she says, I believe is grace. Sometimes, she says, grace comes in the form of a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> and she goes on to tell the story of how she was at the beach with a gay friend who was lamenting not having a special person in his life and how no one was quite good enough or smart enough for him. And at hearing this, she started to weep at seeing so much of herself reflected in him. And she tells him, I know where that comes from. We are both children of alcoholics. But the explanation is not the cure. We have to learn to let people love us. We have to learn to recognize love when we see it. He took it as a lot of new age BS. He just wanted to meet that special guy. But she said, you know, that's really not the issue. And she proceeded to tell him a story. She said, after I preached three services on Sunday, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted after one. <laughs> and every Sunday after the last service, a friend invites me to lunch. When I come into her home, she welcomes me. She asks me to sit down. She asks me if I would like a bowl of soup. And I say, no thanks. She asks me if I want a sandwich, and I say, yes. What kind of sandwich, she says. And I say, what kind do you have? She says, I have bacon and tomato or shrimp or pastrami. I say, pastrami. What kind of cheese? I say Swiss. And she says, would you like mustard or mayonnaise or maybe mustard and mayonnaise? And I say, mustard. She makes the sandwich and gives it to me. And I begin to eat, to revive. When I grew up, she said, nobody cared whether I had a sandwich at all, much less what kind. And I expect it was the same with you. You see, she's teaching me 
about love, about the nature and form of love. That's how you learn. You begin to recognize people who know how to love, and you let them love you. You let them teach you what love is. Grace is like a pastrami sandwich. It lights on your plate when you least expect it. And you just accept it. Her friend recognized that deep inside, he felt unlovable. How many of us have felt unlovable at one point or another? How many of us have wept yearning for love, for deep connections, feeling lost at sea when all the while someone was offering us a bowl of soup, a listening ear, a kind word, flowers from their garden, or that proverbial pastrami sandwich or its vegan equivalent? I think about our community here at Star King and I see love and grace at work all the time. Love and grace that is taught and learned by all of us in the way we care for each other. We laugh, we cry, we share food, we pray, we meditate together, we visit each other, we sing, we hold each other up, we encourage each other, we celebrate and mourn together. Here in this sanctuary, we learn how to love and how to accept love with grace. Robert Bly teaches us that wherever the wound appears in our psyche, that is precisely the place from which we will give our major gift to the community. Let me say that again. Wherever the wound appears in your psyche, that is precisely the place from which we will give our major gift to the community. What is our amazing grace story? When have we experienced a pastrami sandwich moment? Marilyn Sewell and I share a vision for Sunday mornings. Like her, I see the light coming in through the windows, and I can also feel the light coming through you. That light illuminates the sanctuary with love. Love light. She says, here, we can bring all of who we are all that we can be. Our roots are no impediment. We think of those connections in our past that were strong, that were good, and we sing, roots hold me close. We think of how freeing love is, and we sing, wings set me free. We are community. One can find places of comfort and familiarity like the corner grocery, the Japanese garden, a favorite bookstore on B Street. But maybe, maybe that is still not enough for some of us. 
I need laughter and singing and tears. I need to be able to share my story, the real story, the real me with others and to hear their stories so their lives can lend me courage and hope. I need to feel known and loved for who I am, not for what I do, not for what I have. Beloveds, may we continue to hold one another close and may we continue to set one another free. May we continue to strengthen this sanctuary, this community, this place of refuge, this place of celebration and learning, that it be a place where we can tell our stories without fear, where we find the light and the calm in the storm, a place where we learn how to love and how to accept love, again and again and again. O Spirit of life, give us the faith that if we invite your presence, you will visit. Perhaps not in the form that we expect, but in your own way, in your own time. Because we are human, we are bound to be wounded along life's precarious ways. May we use our very woundedness in the service of the good. And may we turn our every grief to praise. Amen. Blessed be. Asheh.